Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the MetLife podcast series. My name is Matt Venus, and my guest today is Matthew Lane from Wealth Fundamentals. Matt has been an advisor for the past 15 years and is well known for being both a technical advisor and someone who really engages very well with his clients to build long-term relationships. Today's topic and why we've asked Matt to join us is in relation to uh, the topic of claims advocacy. So today, welcome, Matt. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me, Matt. And uh, Matt, just a couple of things about uh, your journey to get to uh, your business and where you're at right now. Um, tell us maybe about your business, the history, um, your, maybe the staff structure, and the types of clients maybe you advise, please. Yeah, no worries at all. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Wealth Fundamentals um, has been around since 2000. Um, it's a business that was started by my father, Chris Lane, who's had an extremely long journey in the industry, working for one of the major life insurance businesses himself in a managerial role and uh, stepped out in 1994 to, to start his own insurance business and then in 2000 merged with a another business partner to form Wealth Fundamentals. Um, and, yeah, since... 2000, we've been growing the business, which was predominantly a, a life insurance business to start with. Um, that was the roots of Dad's background. And from there, we have grown out to become a, a, a holistic or full financial planning business as well. Within Wealth Fundamentals, we, we have three advisors. There's four support staff. And the client base that we work with um, is traditionally your, your pre-retirees and, reti- and retirees. But over the last probably five years now, we have really been focusing on that young professional market as well, um, looking to to provide advice to clients around um, our demographic and age group, but also to, um, I think it, there's a lot of advice benefits that we can provide to the clients around investment advice, insurance advice, superannuation, debt management, so that the Wealth Fundamentals business has really expanded to what we call the, the seven fundamentals of advice. So, yeah, it's um, from a from a business point of view. As I said, been around for twenty six years now in various formats. Had a had a lot of experience, and and especially on the life insurance side of things, and which is you know, the key part of our discussion today, is is something that we see as one of our key focuses. Not only for the young professionals, but also our retiree market as well, where life insurance becomes a really key component for them if they have some some younger siblings that they have to look after themselves. So, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for that because it, 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 uh, it's about understanding kind of where you come from is often what develops into the proposition you now deliver for your clients. Um, and clearly with your father starting the business and then evolving into what is now a full holistic practice is, is a great achievement. So I guess, you know, the one thing about um, you know, that journey is that over time, you know, you, you would have developed a, a sort of a, a way of dealing with clients and that client advisor relationship, not only in the advice delivery process, and maybe you can tell us a bit about what that looks like, but also then how that translate into the what would you call a claims process as well? Yeah, absolutely. So um, from the, the client advisor relationship, something that's so key and important to our business, um, we've got a, a business that has a small number of clients um, so that we can really focus on that ongoing advice relationship. So our, our whole model is about trying to find clients that are seeking advice and willing to take on advice and are looking to create a golden plan going forward. Um, and therefore, we can work with the client over hopefully 10, 15, 20 years to develop that plan. 
Um, and therefore, in building that advice relationship, part of the, the key component of advice for us, as I mentioned before, is that life insurance component. So how, how that then builds out around the claim side of the, and the discussion with the client up front is um, insurance is an extremely key part of any wealth accumulation plan. Um, so we have that discussion with clients all the time around where is it that you're trying to get to but there are going to be hiccups along the way and that's where that advice piece really steps in with insurance. It isn't just a product to be sold. It's a really key, important process in um, your wealth accumulation plan. So where you're trying to get to ultimately um, is your goal and where you are now, there is a significant gap between those circumstances. And if, you know, if that occurs, that's where we have that discussion with our clients around the life insurance needs. How that then flows through into a claims process is the way we approach life insurance is it's not about a product being sold and excellent, tick the box, stick it in the bottom drawer. I've got something now. Right from day one, life insurance and the products that you take out is about the ultimate outcome, which is a claim. So we've got the cover in place to try and protect a gap that is between where you are now and where you're trying to get to. But ultimately, everything that we're discussing in your needs for insurance is based around a claim eventually happening. So that comes down to which product are we recommending? That's going to come down to your circumstances and which product has the definitions or benefits or pricing that ultimately fits in to that outcome if something goes wrong, we need a claim. So right from day one, um, and I think in, in the industry, the way it's going at the moment as well, compliance, audit, regulators are always looking at how is this in the best interest of your clients? And we come back to whether we like it or not, um, industry providers that um, do a lot of the research on them, they're favourable, unfavourable at times, but always that comparison is coming back to benefits that a policy provides. And all of those benefits come back to what's going to happen at claims time and which benefits we'll be able to claim under. So the process really needs to be considered from the start as to what is the end outcome. And the end outcome is having a claim if something goes wrong. So therefore, the initial process is always about what benefits are we needing to ensure in case something goes wrong down the track. So that's sort of something that we've really built into our advice process is that end consideration as to what we're trying to achieve and, and I think claims it has to be at the forefront of any of those discussions with a client. Yeah, it's a, that's a really um, interesting way, excuse me, of uh, being able to uh, describe that. And, and I think the one thing that you had of that, that statement of the set of statements there is that, you know, you've got to get your client claim ready from the start because we don't know whether the claim's going to happen, you know, the week after we put the policy in place or 20 years down the track um, per se. Also, too, if it's that positioning of the client too through the underwriting stage is also setting that expectation at claims time. So if we're underwriting at the moment and a, a loading's place on the policy or an exclusion's place on the policy, it is also coming back to the client to say, well, at claims time now, we've got to be mindful that your back is now not included in a claim or um, this medical condition isn't included as well. So underwriting isn't just a, yeah, as, <laughs> as difficult as it can be at times. Um, it isn't just a, a wall to get a policy in place. It's, it's again, trying to understand that process as at claims time, what we are actually going to be claimed for, uh, be able to claim for. 
Absolutely. And uh, that sort of says that you know, the entire piece of putting a client uh, into a policy is about that end-to-end process, uh, but ultimately with the prize at the end of it is um, if something was to go wrong to make sure that you're claim ready and, and uh, that you're there with a, a robust process to help them through that time. So I guess, Matt, um, you know, over the years, you would develop and refine your process uh, for claims for management for clients. Are there any unique services that you offer as part of that, which you think separate maybe just that uh, bit of experience you've had over time, which you've made it uh, easier for clients during that, that time in their life? Yeah, absolutely. As as you deal with more and more claims, it, uh, you refine your process all the time. But within the business, we have a dedicated dedicated claims manager. So Melissa's been in the business for 16 years now. Um, and, and part of that claims management within the business is about at a time when a client, more often than not, is dealing with extremely difficult personal or financial or um, health circumstances to take a lot of that stress away from the client. So within our process, having a dedicated claims person in the business, it deals with a lot of the ongoing policy management as well. So the clients have a very familiar voice on the end of the line or face-to-face face to face where Melissa's dealt with them throughout the years, just doing some policy administration. But once that event occurs, they've got someone that they're familiar with and can talk to, and we take on all of that, or as much of the claims administration as possible in completing application forms, liaising with the life company, and, and getting as much information as we can together so that the information that the client has to collate or collect or, uh, or medical appointments they need to go to to, um, to get the necessary reports is minimised as much as possible to take that stress away from them. And would you say that that's probably the most important aspect when dealing with an insurer at time of claim is being prepared and making sure that the client has everything that they require for a claim to be successfully supported by the insurer? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the link between the life company and the insurer is the biggest um, benefit that we can provide. One, if there's anything that comes out of the insurer that is questionable, we have the experience there to go back straight away to the insurer and say, okay, can you please explain why you need this or here's some information already so that once we finally go to our client to say this is everything that we need, we're fully understanding of what the requirements are and why these requirements have been requested. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that we've noticed over time as we've gain that claims experience in the business from the first claims where it was a bit of a, well, what do we do here? And you go back and forth and have a million questions and requirements to having that experience to say, okay, this is required, this is why, and this is what you need to do. But of the things you need to do, A, B, C, D have already been completed by us, so you have a very minimal requirement. Yes, mate, I think um, your comment about you know, learning on the job, I mean, that's uh, that's the experience thing that you can never yeah. buy. Unfortunately, you've just got to go through that. So I guess, you know, the question might be if, if this discussion uh, was to be pointed towards a new advisor or someone who's new to the industry, maybe new to writing insurance, what, what tips would you give them? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing you need to do is communicate. You need to communicate with the client at all times. Um, at the first point of call, when they're calling you concerned that something's gone on and they're going to have a potential claim, they're at their most vulnerable. So you need to communicate to the client that we're, we're there for you, we've got the experience and we will we will take on board 
a lot of the claims concerns for you um, and be the middle person between you and the life company. So put them their mind at ease that there is someone there for them, there's someone advocating on their behalf and they can concentrate on what it is that they're dealing with at the time and not have to worry about the claims process. So the first part is yeah, letting, letting the client know that you're there for them and we'll help them through this process. The next part of it is as much as we experience underwriting and we get terms and you know, we go back and question some of those terms, the same thing needs to happen with the claims process as well. You, the advisor has to be there acting on behalf of the client and really making sure that this process is happening as quickly as possible and understanding why these questions are being asked. I think they're the, probably the two biggest things. Is one's communication, communication, communication. That's, <laughs> yeah, they're probably the three biggest things. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, isn't it, just how um, unsaid things often create uh, issues that um, could have been easily solved with just simply a, a phone call and a, and a brief conversation. So um, that's definitely exactly. the wealth of experience you bring to the, to the client. Yeah, and I, I mean, without that communication, from experience, the moment anyone goes to lodge a claim, even if it is a genuine claim that, you know, you look at it and you just go, okay, submit the paperwork, you'll get paid to you. There is in the back of the mind, I think, of all claimants that something isn't right with this and I'm not going to get paid. Um, so if you don't contact the client and keep them up to date as to what's going on, a couple of weeks of not hearing from the life company or from the advisor straight away the mind ticks into, oh, what's going on here? Why are they not going to pay the claim? And that that anxiety can start to build up in the client that something's going wrong with it. So that regular communication just to update them as to where they're at in the claims process, what's going on, and setting some expectations around timeframes becomes really settling for the client during the claims process. And so I guess, uh, you know, maybe I'd ask you if you could reflect on a, a maybe a recent claim experience that you've had, which maybe describes exactly those elements of how to how to work with a claim and, and uh, get a successful result. Yeah, so there's one, well, we're right in the middle of it at the moment. So we've got a, we've got a client who has had an unfortunate circumstance with their health. That circumstance has happened basically you know, a month after the policy started. So there was, you know, naturally with the, the disclosure requirements that happen in the application process right up to the stage that, that the application is accepted, we've got to that stage and it is, you know, naturally when the client called me and said this has happened, um, I've known the client for an extremely long time now, so I had no concerns over the, um, the genuine nature of the claim. But right from the start I said, due to these non-disclosure situations and an event happening so soon after the policy has been accepted, there will naturally be some process here of communication um, around checking medical history. So it was one of those that we had to work with the client. And again, coming back to that communication and being honest with them up front to say, given timeframes, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a, a messier claim because of the requirements of the insurer to do their necessary investigations. Um, but having that conversation with the life company to be able to say, this is the process that's happened, um, discuss it with the client to say, okay, this is why they need to investigate and look into the, the claim a little bit further around your medical history in the lead up to submitting the application. Um, we are able to put the client's mind at ease uh, around what would happen through the process because all of a sudden, absolutely going through um, medical records and and trying to see who you've seen over the last few months for a client, they, 
straight away they freak out. Now, why are they looking for all of my medical history? They're not just asking me questions about what went wrong and trying to look at everything here. Um, so that was a really successful conversation to be able to have with the client around what, what the expectations are. And, and I mean that's that's as raw as it gets. It's you know one that you're currently dealing with. Which um, thank you for sharing that story. You know what? What? How would you sort of think that the client actually valued then that insurance just by understanding the process and then seeing it, unfortunately, in their circumstance, come to life so so uh, recently from putting the policy in play? Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm hoping we get to that stage. <laughs> We're getting closer to, to the finalisation of. Um, of the claim, but it is extremely rare to have a situation where you have all of these insurance discussions and the claims need to occur so quickly. Um, so absolutely, that, that benefit of being able to say, you know, this is why we put it in place and ultimately this outcome occurring in such a short period of time has been a huge value add and touch wood, assuming everything's going through um, and we get to that that ultimate outcome at the end, um, it'll be a, a real advocate for insurance going forward. And I think that's one of the biggest things that you can have is a, a really good claims experience um, because there are so many stories out there in media, media articles about the bad side of insurance and claims um, and the really good stories don't get communicated that much. But you know, working in the industry and, and seeing positive claims experiences to be able to sit down with a client at the end of the day and go, here's a here's a check or here's a here's a payment. All of this that we put in place has has come through, and now your financial circumstances. That's one stress you don't need to worry about now. Um, it is just the relief that you can see on the uh, on the client's face is um, it's a really beneficial part of the industry and and the good part of insurance where you can add that value and. Yeah, to say they're grateful is probably the, the biggest understatement you can make. Yeah, no, I think, and yeah, that's, that's where a business obviously for that. That's the business of insurance. It's providing that financial support at, um, at the worst time of people's lives uh, that they're facing. And I guess just to extend on that statement as well, you know, you probably dealt with a number of clients um, where the client unfortunately has passed away and you're dealing with um, maybe their, their family members who are they're dealing with their estate. Have you had any? particular comments uh, from those members who you had to deal with such a, a sad time? The best experience we had with a claim was mid-2000. It was a while ago now, but we had a, um, a client who was mid-40s who passed away, had a very aggressive cancer um, and passed away at quite a young age, and the client had triplets. And the kids were only young teenagers at that stage. The wife passed away, so it was the husband left with three teenage kids, two girls, one boy, and at that stage to have the insurance in place, which was a significant amount of insurance for them, and to be able to turn up and say, look, your circumstances are, are terrible, but here is a significant check to take away that financial risk. It doesn't it doesn't give you advice as to how to raise teenage daughters. We can't, we can't help you with that side of things. But um, to be able to turn up and provide that financial security and then as also part of that process, 
Um, we engaged with some of the estate planning lawyers because at that stage too, um, with the payment and via super, and they had a self-managed super fund, we were able to do some quite detailed estate structuring using some super and death benefit trusts and also the estate in order to create some real effectiveness, especially given that they had some some children under the age of 18. It allowed a lot of tax beneficial payments to be used by some of the um the estate trust that we're able to be set up at the time. That's a that's an amazing story, and I think yeah, that's the value right there. It's it's the human element of um, one, you know, taking away the financial stress, but also then understanding the whole person's circumstance uh, for that family. And it's now that um, they have a whole different set of circumstances to deal with. Uh, one of those major things around um, you know, having someone manage the claim, but also that extra step around making sure that the proceeds uh, you know match the advice that you've given them over time. Uh, it's, it's appropriately dispersed the right way. I think is you know is a, is is the real value of managing that claim uh, right through to the end, even even when the proceeds are received. I was going to say that that just comes back to also to the discussion right at the start. The claims experience is the outcome. Um, so having that discussion around how we structure the insurance policy, and then once the claim occurs and having those proceeds, is then having that further discussion around. This is the structure of the estate and how payments should be structured to minimise the tax, how they should be invested to generate the return, because often insurance is put in place to provide some capital to to invest, to generate some passive income stream for the beneficiary as well. So to be able to have all of those discussions with the clients, that's what the claims process is about, not just getting a a cheque written and and leaving the client to, to be on their own to work out what to do with it all. If you have a crystal ball about you know, what the future could look like for, for claims, you know, what would be on your short list for a couple of things that might add to the value of the way you manage claims of clients? Yeah, absolutely. Technology is the one thing. If, if we could improve the technology in the claims process, I think a lot of experience has been added to the underwriting process to make that simpler and easier and reduce the, the friction that occurs. But our experience is the claims side of things is still extremely paper-based and manually involved so if the one thing I could say this is my crystal ball let's build something I would, I would love a an individual client management portal that can be accessed that provides direct access to the claims manager and a portal where information can be uploaded into documents can be uploaded it can all be done electronically um, you know, a bit like I described it to someone like around when you apply for a government benefits via MyGov, you sort of you plug everything in, you get to the end, and then there's this checklist as to everything that needs to be provided, and you can just upload all of those documents and it goes straight through into the system. Um, but you can still just log into that system and see where the process is up to. Um, it, I think it builds on that communication piece and the, the visual nature of the claim, either whether it's for the advisor or the client can actually access that portal as well to see where things are at. But that would be the ultimate outcome for me is just to have some of that underwriting focus and technology brought through to the claim so that we can do things a lot quicker and easier with less friction. Well, uh, you can consider that done, uh, Matt. That's no problem at all, mate. We can fix that. But uh, look, uh, that's a great great suggestion. I think, um, you know, I, I love what you said about, you know, making the claim a visible um, experience because often 
and said, you know, we start with a with a with a insurance policy. It's a piece of paper, effectively, with a promise on it. Uh, it's got a big number on it often. Um, but what does that visually mean for a client as you're walking through that process to get to that ultimate outcome? Yeah. So, Matt, look, that's that. That brings us to the close of our of our podcast today. I want to thank you very much indeed for your time. Um, it's been really great speaking with you. Learned a lot about your business and the processes. Um, you had some great tips there for some advisors, and I think anyone who's been around doing this for a long time, um, just with this peer. Uh, to peer interaction like we, we have on the podcast can learn um, with some of the processes they're doing uh, how they can improve those and if you're new to the industry um, and doing insurance I think you've given a whole suite of great tips there for today so Matt Lane thank you very much indeed and we'll uh, speak to you shortly no worries at all thanks a lot for your time good to chat with you thanks mate you've been listening to the MetLife podcast to find out how you can partner with us please visit MetLife .com.au. This podcast has been prepared by MetLife Insurance Limited and intended for advisor and internal use only and should not be provided to clients or attributed to MetLife in any advice provided. This material is intended to provide general information only and has been prepared without taking into account financial situation or needs. Any general information contained within or given during this podcast is not intended to be investment or financial advice nor a recommendation to invest in a financial product or undertake any particular strategy or course. In accessing this podcast, you agree to MetLife's podcast disclaimer terms found at metlife.com.au.